Coming up on 5-Minute News. No red wave for Republicans in midterms after all. Michigan and Kentucky vote to protect abortion rights. And Russia is withdrawing from key city in Ukraine. It's Thursday, November 10. I'm Anthony Davis. For many weeks, Republicans had predicted a red wave carrying them to power in Congress as voters repudiated majority Democrats for failing to tame skyrocketing inflation and address worries about rising crime. The reality appeared far different on Wednesday. Rather than a wholesale rejection of President Joe Biden and his party, the results were far more mixed as returns from Tuesday's midterms trickled in. Many Democratic incumbents proved surprisingly resilient, outperforming their party's own expectations. Meanwhile, Democrat John Fetterman won an open Senate seat currently held by the GOP. When you wake up tomorrow, we will be in the majority and Nancy Pelosi will be in the minority, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy predicted early on Wednesday. He may be right, but it appeared that likely Republican gains would come on far less favorable terms than anticipated. Republicans hoped for a wipeout, and they didn't get it. After Democrats racked up several hard-fought wins in swing districts, like Representative Abigail Spanberger's Virginia seat, the sweeping wins many Republicans predicted had yet to materialize. Fetterman defeated Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz for a crucial Pennsylvania Senate seat vacated by retiring Republican Senator Pat Toomey. Since 1906, there have been only three midterms in which the party of the president in power gained House seats, 1934, when the country was struggling with a depression, 1998, when the US was buoyed by a soaring economy, and 2002, when President George W. Bush had a sky-high approval rating amid the national feeling of unity after the September 11 attacks. Voters in reliably red Kentucky rejected a ballot measure aimed at denying any state constitutional protections for abortion, while voters in Battleground, Michigan, enshrined abortion rights in their state's constitution, joining Democratic California and Vermont in taking that step. The Kentucky result bucked the state's Republican-led legislature, which had imposed a near-total ban on the procedure and put the proposed state constitutional amendment on the ballot. It also mirrored what happened in another red state, Kansas, where voters in August rejected changing that state's constitution to let lawmakers tighten restrictions or ban abortions. The Tuesday ballot measures came months after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and the constitutional right to abortion it guaranteed to women nationwide. The decision in June has led to near-total bans in a dozen states. Supporters of the push to protect abortion rights in Michigan collected more signatures than any other ballot initiative in state history to get it before the voters. It puts a definitive end to a 1931 ban on abortion that had been blocked in court but could have been revived. It also affirms the right to make pregnancy-related decisions about abortion and other reproductive services, such as birth control, without interference. 
Nationally, about two-thirds of voters say abortion should be legal in most or all cases, according to AP VoteCast, an expansive survey of over 90,000 voters across the country. Only about one in ten say abortion should be illegal in all cases. About six in ten also say the Supreme Court's abortion decision made them dissatisfied or angry, compared with fewer who say they were happy or satisfied. Opponents have contended the Michigan measure could have far-reaching effects on other laws in the state, such as one requiring parental notification of an abortion for someone under aged 18. Legal experts say changes to other laws would only happen if someone sued and won, a process that could take years and has no certainty of success. Russia's military announced on Wednesday it's withdrawing from Ukraine's southern city of Kherson and nearby areas in what would be another humiliating setback for Moscow's forces in the eight-month-old war. Ukrainian authorities did not immediately confirm the move. President Vladimir Zelensky has suggested in recent days that the Russians were fighting a pullout from Kherson in order to lure the Ukrainian army into an entrenched battle. Zelensky called attempts to convince civilians to move deeper into Russian-controlled territory theater. The top Russian military commander in Ukraine, General Sergei Sorovakin, reported to the defense minister on Wednesday that it was impossible to deliver supplies to the city of Kherson and other areas on the western bank of the Dnieper River that it lies on. The withdrawal from Kherson, which sits in a region of the same name that Moscow illegally annexed, would be another significant setback. The city, with a pre-war population of 280,000, is the only regional capital to be captured by Russian forces since the February 24 invasion began. The city and parts of the surrounding region were seized in the opening days of the conflict as Russian troops pushed their attack north from Crimea, the area illegally annexed by the Kremlin in 2014. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.